I probably would have died from consumption, also known as tuberculosis. <laughs> At the moment, I have been, like, for the past week, I've just been coughing pretty much nonstop. And I went to the doctor, and they're like, oh, maybe you should get tested for adult onset asthma. And so now I'm going to fucking get tested for oh, adult right. asthma, yeah. as if I couldn't get it any more nerdy. <laughs> no offense to all the other adult asthma <laughs> It's true, yeah, no, I wake up and immediately start coughing. Day, yeah. like I even have an inhaler now. For... What? You have an inhaler, but oh. you don't have asthma. No, no, it's yeah. an inhaler, uh, a temporary inhaler for there when you were sick. Yeah. Oh, I see. I was like, what? <laughs> yeah, oh, no, I, I have to, too. and you're supposed to only use inhalers, like, when you have asthma, like, when it's necessary, it's not like an everyday thing, but this is like, two, one to two pumps every four to six hours. Yeah, my dad has an inhaler. Some years, whenever he can't afford it, he just, No, the last time I had an inhaler was when I was a kid, when I had pneumonia, and so after I was getting over pneumonia, I had to use it, so yeah. Anyways, uh, Evelyn, what oh. disease do you think you would have died of? Syphilis. I'm just kidding. Oh. Um, <laughs> no, I think I die as a child, um, probably of dysentery. I didn't even think of STDs. Mm. <laughs> Immediately. Syphilis is horrible. Oh my god, yeah. Oh my god. It's like the one thing I remember from like the health classes they made us take. Syphilis, I do remember that big one. Yeah. Syphilis is native to the Americas. So the Native Americans gave it to the colonists when they, you know, did horrible things to the Native Americans. So at least, at least they managed to, to you know, make them enough. suffer in some way. No, of course not. No, <laughs> no. But syphilis is just—it's—it makes you look really gross, and it's also painful, and it's—it's it's bad. It's bad. Anyways, Nancy. Nancy. Uh, it's Nancy. Yeah, I was gonna say. <laughs> You say your correct name before yeah. they're like, what? No. Uh, my name's beginning. Again. What's the word? Misspelled? I guess misspelled. They're just adding an in. Nancy. It's happened like three times. Like Someone Nancy. spelled my name E L E L E V Y N. V No, it was V I N. No, it wasn't Y. Elvin. I'm pretty sure it was. They just like switched the L and the B. They literally thought your name was 11, but didn't want to be 11. I was just like, 
I didn't. I didn't call it Sometimes in. I wrote it in an app. How do you think? Uh, it maybe someone else was saying it out loud. Right. Okay. okay. It, you know? Yeah. Um, it, it wasn't super great handwriting. They were probably just doing it super fast. Oh, it was the same place. No, was it was a different. No, it was. Uh, okay, I got to It was a different fast food place. We've been uh, eating out so much because <laughs> we've been moving. Yeah, our poops are suffering. That's what we would have died of. Dysentery. Yes. Yeah. I win. I oh, win the episode of Dover Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Okay. I chose Lockjaw. What's that? It's just tetanus. <laughs> tetanus. Yeah. yeah. I looked up a bunch of old timey like, names for the thing that I have. Oh, my phone's all the way. Okay. That was a cat. Yeah. Get it. Uh, yeah. And, yeah, Lockjaw. Mostly for the ASAP Rocky song, but also because I kind of said what a fucking rest you know. Isn't the ASAP Rocky song about sucking dick and getting locked her? Yeah, which also happens to me. Yeah. I honestly cut myself so often that I cut myself at work a little while because I, I had to get a tetanus shot, and I'm like, I'm glad that lasts a while because I had not gotten another one. But I, I pierced my skin and like oh, yes. scratched it so often. I've never lost someone with tetanus, but I should because literally every fucking day I walk past things and yeah. I just get scraped and I don't notice. Same, and, so and I, I home, surprisingly like, step right. on a lot of fucking thumbtacks. Oh, my yeah. foot finds at least four thumbtacks a year. I can't tell the thumbtacks. What is wrong with me? That's strange. Maybe it's like fleshy feet. Horrible. Fleshy feet. And so I'm always like, the first time I was like, someone please put out. Now I can pull it out myself, but I'm just like, <laughs> you can feel it every, every, you can feel everything. This is like a thumbtack in your foot, but I used to get picked on by birds very frequently. That's hilarious. Yeah, I, at first I was like, this is disgusting, I'm going to go home. Yeah. I have um, to go home, yeah, I feel bad. And then, eventually I was just like, it's not home. <laughs> <laughs> it's whatever. Same. Yeah. That's why I die of dysentery. Because <laughs> you just drink random shit? Yeah, or just like, fucking, am not clean in any way. <laughs> so I probably contracted somehow. Yeah. Yeah. Okay. <laughs> Lighthouses. So, uh... Yeah, you can hear Alvin in the background. I don't think Probably not. The poor baby. Anyways, uh, so. <laughs> this first lighthouse was part, one of the inspirations for the movie The Lighthouse. Oh, wow. With Robert Pattinson and Big Dick. God, what's his fucking name? Willem Dafoe. He has a large penis. In the movie, what was the movie? It's one of the trilogies. Everyone knows. Just on double one. Right? Uh, I mean. Uh, they had to use a guy with a small penis. Yeah, they had to because they, he thought it was so comically large that no one would believe it was actually Willem Dafoe's penis. But it was another horror movie. Huh. It was that horror trilogy that has melancholia in it and. Nymphomaniac, but the, the first one. Like, oh. What was the first one called? No, no, it's it's oh, Antichrist is the first one. So it's Antichrist, Melancholia, Nymphomaniac. And they're all by a certain uh, director whose name I can't remember. <laughs> Anyways, so this is the Flannan Isles Lighthouse. It is a lighthouse near the highest point on Eileen Moor, which is one of the Flannan Isles, or islands, <laughs> which is off the west coast of mainland Scotland. And it is best known for the mysterious disappearances 
of its keepers in 1900. So it is 75 feet tall. Is or, that, is that, you said this is the one that it's based off? Yeah. Okay. Yeah. Uh, so 75 feet tall or 23 meters for anyone who likes that. Not us. Uh, the construction took place between 1895 and 1899. And um, all of the materials had to be hauled up 148 foot cliffs directly from supply boats in order to construct it. So, so that's pretty cray cray. Um, it ended up being first lit on December 7th, 1899. So it just it got first lit in December 1899, and then three of its lighthouse keepers disappeared the next year. Oh my god. Three? Isn't that only like one at a time? It's two? Uh, no, it was three at the time. Um, so... Yeah. Yeah. It's to prevent, you know, them from going crazy from being alone and stuff. Right. Are they usually alone? I um, I think they they used to be. I think they used to be, and then they were like, "Man, people go crazy a lot, so let's at least give them another person." And then it's if there's at least three, it's easier to switch off on things so they don't get tired and blah blah blah. So the first record of something weird happening uh, was on uh, December fifteenth, nineteen hundred. So pretty much a year after it was first lit, the steamer. Arctor, H A A R C H T O R, Arctor. That's his name? Uh, that was the steamer. Oh, it's, so it's a ship. Like it was going from Philadelphia to Leith, which is in the in the UK, I believe. Is that corn? Yeah, she just came up next to me and I'm her skirt. She ran away. She's so soft. She's concerned now. Corn feature. Corn! We can't hear her. We'll talk about her. Her name's Cornelia. We just call her corn. Please don't think that our We, stop, we put corn. in the. In, uh, Remember, we had a question about the cat. Oh, yeah, we did. Oh, but if this I, is yeah, the first episode fair. someone's listening to. <laughs> um, they noted that the light wasn't lit, which is weird. Um, right. It is a light. Yeah. <laughs> especially because the weather was not great at the time. So, like, that's, that's, es that's especially <laughs> when you should have the lighthouse. Yes, exactly. Uh, so they passed the sighting on to the Northern Lighthouse Board, which is crazy. There's just a board for lighthouses and the upkeep of lighthouses. That's true. Bureaucracy. So they sent a relief vessel to the lighthouse, but it was unable to sail because there was bad weather. And so it finally reached the island on at noon on the 26th of December. So at the time, the lighthouse was supposed to be manned by three men, and those men were James Ducat, Thomas Marshall, and Donald MacArthur. Um, and then there was a rotating fourth man, so they would rotate, and then one of them would go on shore, and the fourth guy was on shore at the time. Mm -hmm. So they arrived, and they found that there was no flag at, on the flagpole, so that was kind of weird. Um, and the boxes of the provisions, so like their food and stuff like that, was on the landing stage for restocking. So it was like they had just kind of disappeared while they were doing that, and there was well, nobody there. No one came to meet them. At the same time. Yeah. Okay. No one came to meet them, meet the relief people, um, and so they were like, that's weird. Normally they'd come and like meet us and help us unload stuff, or like, make, like even just to come talk to people they haven't you know, just right. more people than they're used to seeing because it must be really hard to just keep talking to the same two people all the time. Um, for me, true. 
So, um, they, the captain of the relief vessel, Jim Harvey, attempted to reach them by blowing the whistle of the ship, um, and they fired a flare, but it was unsuccessful and no one came down. So they decided that they were going to launch a boat and go on to the island. So Joseph Moore, the fourth guy who was on shore at the time, went on shore alone, which is kind of creepy. Why would you make that man do that by himself? But whatever. I, I would have made someone come with me. He found that the entrance gate to the compound where they lived and the main door, they were both closed, but the beds were unmade and the clock was stopped. Which is creepy. The clock yeah, was stopped? Weird. Yeah. <sighs> in, in 1900? <laughs> Yeah. Naturally. Yeah. <laughs> the demons power of the clock, they ran away. So, he was like, what the fuck is this? And so he went back, and two more people went with him. And they kept searching, and they found that the lamps had been cleaned and refilled. So it's like, you know, they were doing their, their jobs or whatever. And there was one set of oil skins, which is something you would wear when it's uh, raining. So it's like a raincoat, but oh, it's so like an old-fashioned raincoat kind of thing. Um, and so that suggested that one of the light keepers had left in the rain without taking them, since the other two were uh, gone. There was no sign of the lighthouse keepers in the lighthouse or anywhere on the island that they could see. And remember, they didn't have a boat to get off they the island. Taken away by the water. Maybe. So um, more ta uh, Thomas Moore. No. Joseph Moore, the fourth guy, and three volunteer seamen were seamen. left. Yes. <laughs> I hate you guys. Okay. Yes, I know. <laughs> they were left on the island to attend to the light while the relief ship returned to uh, where they had set off from. And Captain Harvey sent a telegram to the Northern Lighthouse Board and it was dated December 26, 1900, and this is what it said. A dreadful accident has happened at the Flannins. The three keepers, Dukit, Marshall, and the Occasional, they didn't even say his name. They just referred to him as the Occasional, yeah. because he would be there occasionally. But that's kind of cool. I suppose, but... but... His name. I hate it. <laughs> Maybe some people wouldn't, like, ask him questions about it. I don't know. Because uh, he didn't disappear, right? Yeah, he did. Oh. Oh, oh, the third one. Yeah. I thought you were the fourth one. No, Joseph, uh, Tom, Joseph? Yeah, Joseph Moore. Okay, yeah. that is so. Yeah, it's like, come on, bro, can you at least say his name? Uh, and the occasional have disappeared from the island. The clocks were stopped, and other signs indicated that the accident must have happened about a week ago. Poor fellows, that, poor fellows they must have been blown over the cliffs or drowned trying to secure a crane. Um, so I think with the clock thing... I think this is back in the time where you had to rewind the clocks every once in a while. So if they didn't rewind the clocks, then they would have stopped. stopped and not continued to tell time. Yeah, I think that's how that kind of worked. Um, I I'm I not an expert on clocks. clocks. Yeah, I don't know, and I refuse to. <laughs> we should be a clock expert. To a, to a, to a, a gay <laughs> out there, please. A clock expert. Please. Did you that one clock guy on TikTok? No. Tick clock? Click clock? You can literally just look it up and find it. Yeah, you're right. No, but the guy on TikTok is like obsessed with clocks. And like. I'm so like Louis XVI? I don't know. Because he's. Marie Antoinette's husband? I don't have sex with the clocks, but I am sexually. That was fine. 
And then there were clocks on like literally everything in the room. Was it the clock ticking? I don't know. He did not elaborate or they did not elaborate. (laughs) Okay. Um, But they they were also asexual. It was a strange video. I mean, okay. It's like that lady who was in love with the Berlin Wall that I talk about oh, yeah. on Taboo. with a piece of it? Uh-huh, yeah. uh-huh, uh-huh, uh-huh. Just a little bit. I don't know. It was on Taboo, and she I watched it, it when I was, like, job. 12. <laughs> clock job. Alright, that's a clock job. <laughs> Anyways. <laughs> no. So, the men who were left scoured every corner of the island because they were like, what the fuck happened to these guys? Yeah, that is, yeah. They found everything intact at the east landing, but at the west landing, there was a lot of evidence of damage being caused by the recent storms in the area. I was gonna say, yeah, it sounds like a storm or something that swept them away. Yeah, so there was a box at 108 feet above sea level that had been broken, and its contents were strewn about. So there were iron railings that were bent over, the iron railway by the path was wrenched out of its concrete, um, a rock weighing more than a ton had been displaced, and on top of the cliff, more than 200 feet above sea level, turf had been ripped away as far as 33 feet from the cliff edge. Oh my god. So that's how high the fucking waves had gone when oh it was storming. My god. Oh my fucking god, that's... The imagine experiencing refinery. that. No. Yeah. Uh-uh. Mm-hmm. Drowning sounds horrible. Especially in the sea, because the salt yeah. really hurts your lungs when you drown. So drowning hurts your lungs. To your friends out there, water. if you're gonna drown, drown in fresh water. Oh my god. Don't do <coughs> I mean don't, but like if you do. If you do, try to do it. Okay. I'm not encouraging them to do it. No, no, no. I just don't think anyone <laughs> So three days later on the 29th of December, a man by the name of Robert Muirhead from the NLB, the Northern Lighthouse Board. Uh, he was the superintendent, by the way, or a superintendent. Um, he arrived to conduct an official investigation. He had personally recruited all three of the missing men and knew them. Um, so he was like, I gotta go find my friends. Yeah. Uh, so he examined. I mean, sad. It is sad. So he no, had. No, I'm not kidding. I would not go back to your dead bodies. No, 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 it's fine. It's fine. Um, he examined the clothing left behind and concluded that Ducat and Marshall had probably gone down to the western landing stage and that the occasional, also known as MacArthur, uh, <laughs> it sucks. He's like Madonna. The occasional Madonna. I can be your Lindsay Lohan. <laughs> I can be Madonna. <laughs> um, I can be the occasional. I'm gonna stab you. So he had left the lighthouse without the oil skins. And uh, he noted that whoever was the last person to leave the light unattended was in breach of the National light bo- Lighthouse Board rules. Whoever the last one was. Fuck off. Yeah, what the fuck? Come on, dude. This is not the time for that. These men are Capital probably dead. Um, he also noted that some of the damage to the West Landing was difficult to believe unless actually seen. So there was so much fucking damage. He was like, damn, like, if someone told me this, I probably wouldn't believe it. But I'm looking at it, and this is pretty fucking crazy. <laughs> so, uh, he said, um, 
From the evidence which I was able to procure, I was satisfied that the men had been on duty up until dinner time on Saturday the 15th of December, that they had gone down to secure a box in which the mooring ropes, landing ropes, etc. were kept, and which was secured in a crevice in the rock about 110 feet above sea level, and that an extra large sea had rushed up the face of the rock, had gone above them, and coming down with immense force had swept them completely away. Um, then it says, whether this explanation brought any comfort to the families of the lost keepers is unknown. Uh, Dukit had a wife and four children, and MacArthur had a wife and two children. So, um, the bodies were never found, and this was super fascinating to uh, everybody because they were like, oh my god, this is so crazy, which is fair. Um, so, there were some, let's, let's, let's go through some of the, uh, the ideas that people came up with for how, why they disappeared. Um, <clears throat> a giant sea serpent? Yes. Yes, yes. Or a giant sea bird had what carried... What the fuck? They'd carried them away. Seabirds scare your person. Uh, no. I feel like sea serpents are scary. Yeah. How is that scary? I feel like it's majestic. I just, I'm already expecting it. I'm terrified of sea serpents. I think they're sea serpents. I would not expect to see a fucking bird. That's fair. Yeah, That's sure. a good point. I'd sure. be like, but it, I think that the snake one would be scarier, regardless. Who knows? <laughs> yeah, <laughs> it's, it's, it's only as scary well, as our imagination. Back to you. Right. Um, they had arranged for a ship to take them away and start new lives. Oh, I love good that. Good for them. That's how it is. I like that ending. Yeah. yeah. They've been abducted by foreign spies. Oh. Or aliens. They met their fate by um, uh, encountering a malevolent presence of a boat filled with ghosts. Right. Actually, they were a thruple and they committed suicide together. Maybe. The thruple thing is the running away. Together. Yeah. Yeah. Um, so, the 1912 ballad Flannan Isle by Wilfred Wilson Gibson. Wilfred Wilson Gibson. Um, refers. It, Refers to an overturned chair and an uneaten meal laid out on the table, oh. um, but that is—it's erroneous, so it is not—it's not true. Oh. Right. Uh, but he says this is the the part of the ballad. That'd be kind of a funny, um, like child's name to name your kid. Erroneous. Erroneous. <laughs> uh, it says yet as we crowded through the door, we saw only saw a table spread <laughs> for dinner, meat and cheese and bread, but all untouched and no one there. As though when they sat down to eat, ere they could even taste, alarm had come, and they in haste had risen up and left the bread and meat, for at the table head a chair lay tumbled on the floor. Is that a poem? It's a ballad. Oh, did you say that? Yes. Okay, I was like, why did you say that? <laughs> yeah. It was like some news article. <laughs> yeah. The title. So, um, Moore, the relief keeper, the fourth guy, said, The kitchen utensils were all very clean, which is a sign that they must have been after dinner that they left. Right. So there was nothing. There was no uneaten meal. There was no overturned chair. Right. Um, but there has been, you know, some, uh, you know, they, they try and make it uh, scary because, you know, this is already kind of creepy, so you might as well just go all the way. So, um, there has been a story that has developed about the existence of weird logbook entries that would pre uh, predate when they disappeared. Mm -hmm. 
So supposedly, Marshall, one of the keepers, said on December 12th that there were severe winds, the likes of which I have never seen before in 20 years. Yeah, it's pretty popular. Um, he's said to have reported to Duket Duke that reported that Duket had been very quiet and Donald MacArthur had been crying. But MacArthur, also known as the occasioner, occasional, was a, ver a veteran mariner, and he had a reputation for brawling, and so it would be weird that he would cry just because it was storming outside. Um, but, you know, that gives credence to how creepy it is. Yeah. Then on the 13th of December, um, they, it was said that there was a storm still raging, and all three men were praying. And this was weird, because all of the three men, again, were experienced lighthouse keepers, and they knew that they were in a secure structure 150 feet above sea level and should have known that they were safe inside of the lighthouse. Um, also, there were no storms reported in the area on the 12th, 13th, and 14th of December. So, on the okay, 15th of creepy. December, uh, yeah, the storm... Like someone they made it up. This isn't real. Oh, okay. But the final uh, log entry oh. is said to have been made on the 15th of December, the day they probably disappeared. Real quick. Okay, so this is... Something someone like wrote? Yeah, it's a story okay, that has okay. developed Sorry. over the years. Uh, the 15th of December is supposed to have said, Whoa. Storm ended, sea calm, God is over all. Um, but there was an investigation by the man, by a man named Mike Dash for the 14 Times. Not Dash. That's a problem. <laughs> the New Fork Times. <laughs> um, and uh, they were fictional later additions to the story. So, um, people have done research into this. Um, they've t taken into account the geography of the islands. Um, and so, they say that the coastline of Eileen Moore is deeply indented with narrow gullies called geos. And the West Landing, which is situated in such a geo, terminates into a cave, so it's basically like a, a hole in the water just kind of rushes in, right? And so in high seas or storms, they could rush into the cave and then explode out again with a lot of force. And so it was possible that MacArthur may have seen a large series of waves approaching the island, and he knew that there was danger happening, uh, that his colleagues might be in danger because they went to the West Landing to fix stuff, and so he ran out to tell them and then they all got washed away. So, um, they, some other people did some research, and a guy by the name of James Love discovered that Marshall, one of the keepers, had previously been fined five shillings because his equipment was washed away during a huge storm, and so he didn't want to get another fine, so he and Duket tried to secure the equipment so that it wouldn't be swept away, and then they the ended up getting fuck? swept away. Because they were afraid of paying too much. That is so upsetting. Yeah. They literally risked their lives so they wouldn't go into debt. Yeah. Um, so, the this researcher, Love, he says that MacArthur probably tried to warn them or to help them, and he ended up getting swept away as well. Um, and it, uh, yeah, 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 yeah. Uh, yeah, so, um, uh, the first-hand experiences of a different keeper, um, who was a keeper for the Flannans from 1953 to 1957, um, he says that it's possible that one of them got swept into the sea, 
And then the other two tried to rescue him, and then they also ended up getting swept into the sea, which is very sad. Um, so, it could have been also, um, MacArthur, remember he was, like, super into brawling and stuff like that, and he had a temper, so it's possible that they had a fight, and they ended up all falling to their deaths. Um, hey, another theory is that one of the men went insane, murdered the other two, threw their bodies into the ocean, and then jumped to his own death. Uh, but yeah. So, this has been, uh, this has been an inspiration to a lot of things. Um, there was a Doctor Who serial called The Fang, uh, Horror of Fang Rock, which was used, uh, this premise was used. Fang Rock. Fang Rock. Horror of Fang Rock. Um, there was a composer by the name of Peter Maxwell Davies, and he has a modern chamber opera called The Lighthouse, and uh, that was made in 1979. The British rock group Genesis wrote and recorded The Mystery of Flynn and Isle Lighthouse. Genesis! In, in 1968. Uh, it wasn't released until 1998, though, because it was archived. Um, the 2018 film The Vanishing is based on this story. Um, there is a poem by Wilfred Wilson Gibson, which I did uh, earlier, the ballad Flynn and Isle. Um, and then, like we mentioned at the very beginning, the 2019 film directed by Robert Eggers, titled The Lighthouse, is loosely based on this, because The Lighthouse is a, it's really Lovecraftian, um, and so it's like a psychological, cosmic horror, uh, so it's just kind of barely based on it. Pretty unsettling. Um, in, on October 21st, 2020, BuzzFeed Unsolved's True Crime, uh, covered the disappearance. So that's pretty cool. Woo! All right. So, imagine if that was us covering it or being named in the Wikipedia article. What do you no. <laughs> oh, the three of us died. Yeah. yeah, yeah <laughs> Someday we'll be at the bottom of a Wikipedia article. The A to Z podcast covered this in Ellis for Life. If someone has access to that Wikipedia page, please do it. I will give you so many shout-outs if you do. I They're going to say God. money. Oh, I will, I will send you, you ten dollars. Yeah. No. Wait, is yeah. that illegal? I'll do it right I don't now. Know. <laughs> I have no idea. I mean, it's not like you're lying. It's true. We didn't just cover it. Anyways. Yeah, but if it's... We got the information. Anyways. <laughs> I can't. But yeah, it's fine. Next lighthouse. <laughs> the new London Ledge Lighthouse was built in 1909. Um, it was originally called the Southwest Ledge Lighthouse, but that confused uh, people because there was also a Southwest Ledge Lighthouse in New Haven, Connecticut. So it ended up being renamed the New London Ledge Lighthouse. Whew. Um, yeah, it was added to the National Register of Historic Places in 1990. The original uh, Frenzel lens that was used on the lighthouse was removed and later put on display in the Custom House Maritime Museum. So, the new London Ledge Lighthouse is locally famous because they're supposed to be the ghost of an early lighthouse keeper named Ernie, who Ernie. haunts the lighthouse. I love that name. Ernie? Ernest? Yeah. Ernesto? Ernesto. <laughs> the Coast Guard, uh, who were the crew that was on duty, reported that there were unexplained knockings taking place at night, as well as doors opening and closing repeatedly. The television would turn on and off by itself, 
and there would be, um, they would go in and the sheets would be randomly removed from their beds, which is just kind of rude, because after a long day, man, in the lighthouse, I just want to fall into bed, you know? Um, and beat it. <laughs> so, an unknown, so... It, it was another reference to the movie, The Lighthouse. <laughs> yeah. Second reference, Ken. <laughs> Lots of masturbation in The Lighthouse, just to let you know. <laughs> and you couldn't tell. Well, I mean, it, it does involve two men. Well, I'm saying this is Yeah. Masturbation. Oh, Anyways. I was like, we're talking about it. It's because, yeah, but I don't that know if we were recording that. It's good, but it, it's funny. I mean, it's unsettling. It depends. With multiple scenes of masturbation is going to be a little strange. It's, that's fair. It's just that I, I just. Should, not that masturbation is strange, like but in the, I was just like. Or something like lots of masturbation. I was like, one, that makes sense. They're showing us what they do every day. Yeah. Why is, I was like, spoiler, okay, spoiler here. Robert Pattinson fucking masturbates to a little statuette of a of a mermaid. Same He's holding it, and that's what's you know given him. Hey, you you have to do what you to have to do. Okay. Yeah. Imagine you don't have access to yeah. fucking incognito mode, Ugh. and you can't Pornhub.com. Your masturbation. And your lighthouse mates don't have titties. That's true. Yeah. Yeah. They do have a large pee pee though. <laughs> AKA Willem Dafoe. Yeah. <laughs> so the Coast Guard took over the managing of the lighthouse um, in 1939, and then in 1988 the light was automated. So I've been talking about the Coast Guard. So. I forgot to include that in the beginning. Mm. But um, an unknown Coast Guard officer wrote this in the crew log on the last night before the automated light system was installed. It says, Rock of slow torture. Ernie's domain. Hell on earth. May New London ledges light shine on forever because I'm through. I will watch it from afar while drinking a brew. Oh, wow, that rhymes. <laughs> it's been featured on shows such as The Scariest Places on Earth and Ghost Hunters. Um, it, I've never seen those, but it sounds like it's creepy. They couldn't, <laughs> they couldn't determine if there was any actual paranormal activity taking place. They did have... How a, would you do that? I mean... Yeah, if there was a way to do that, ghost I mean, so even ghost hunters, they'll be like, oh yeah, this place is definitely haunted, and then some places they'll be like, I don't know, we can't really definitively say. So they experienced some weird phenomena that was unexplained, uh, such as cold spots, but not much more than that. I see. Um, so when the Coast Guard started taking the shifts in 1939, it wasn't too long after that that spooky things started to happen. Um, apparently the legend goes that Ernie, the lighthouse keeper, jumped from the roof of the lighthouse to the ocean below where his body never resurfaced. A lot of people believe that he killed himself, but the official story is that he cut his own throat with a fishing knife. So that's pretty crazy. Uh, oh, many people don't believe that he killed himself, but the official story is that he cut his own throat with a fishing knife. Um... But Ernie didn't leave. His spirit frightened and annoyed the crew from the Coast Guard. He would make loud sounds at night, pulling off the bedding while they were sleeping, turning in on the television on and off again. Um, and some of them didn't even, some of the alive keepers, didn't even wait until daylight. They would um, call the mainland in the middle of the night and ask to be fetched from, with a boat. They're like, please come get me. Mom, Mom Ernie's but Ernie's uh, taking the bedding off our sheets again. Please come pick me up. Yeah. 
Um, so after the lighthouse was automated, there were several reports that boat crews would see a figure at the lighthouse that right. would signal them to go into the dock. But whenever they investigated it, there wasn't a living soul found in the lighthouse. That's fucking wild. It is. I can't do the <laughs> other one. What is it? Like the. Oh my god. I hate when things are like oh, hard to believe like that because I'm like, I don't want to say you're fucking lying, but holy shit, did that really happen? <laughs> People yeah. say. And these are fucking adult. That's what I'm saying. Yeah. And mariners, you know, shit like that. My lizard brain is like, no, that's not. Although apparently, like, I mean, people who go out to sea are, can be pretty superstitious anyway, so. Yeah. I don't know. I'd really come to terms with the fact that I have superstitions. It's, I'm still fighting it. I refuse. <laughs> like, I, growing up, I was like, that's stupid. Yeah. But now I'm like, I know. I don't want to step on the I guess spiritual is what I mean because I'm not really superstitious, okay. but lately I'm like, I'm always like, no. I'm like, person. But I'm like, yeah, but sometimes I'm like, I'm not gonna do that. I know, I, I think it's just because of my feelings and my like uh, gut. I don't get like gut reactions and stuff like that. So I'm like, okay, that's not real. I can't, or it's not real for me. I can't trust it because I'm wrong. <laughs> so this one is the Boone Island Lighthouse. And there had been talks of building a lighthouse on Boone Island back as early as 1710. A place called Boone Island is bound to have a lighthouse. <laughs> mm -hmm. um, in 1710, a ship called the Nottingham Galley ran aground on the uh, outcrop that makes up the island, nice. and they were forced to resort to cannibalism before being rescued. So, yeah. Well, <laughs> situationally. <laughs> Could you imagine them being like, eat me? Yeah, I'm, just, I'm sure they weren't like, oh, it's, I want to eat this person. This this sounds delicious. Yeah, they they were forced to. I mean, them. maybe they were gonna die if they didn't eat people. Okay. Like opportunistic cannibalism to eat. <laughs> no, I, I don't. I don't think so. I hate you. Mm -hmm. Um. So, in 1799, the first day marker and the it was a wooden tower, and the sea is crazy. Um, so eventually, a stone uh, beacon was established in its place, and in 1811, the station was converted to a full light station, and there was a granite tower that was constructed, and then the first tower was washed away in a storm in 1832. Nice. So it's not the, uh, the most secure place. So in 1855, a... The, the current lighthouse that's still there now is 133 feet tall and it's made out of brown granite and uh, there was a second order Frenzel lens that was installed. At the time it was the tallest lighthouse in New England, which is pretty cool, um, but it wasn't the highest light above sea level because, you know, there were others that were like up higher, on, you know, that were above the sea, so. And so there was a, a keeper's dwelling that was built at that time. There was extensive damage in a blizzard in 1978, and a lot of the stones were washed away uh, by the storm, which is pretty crazy. As a result, in 1980, the station ended up being automated, and a solar-powered beacon was installed, which is super cool. Solar-powered beacon? That's, that's a great idea. Yeah. <clears throat> 
So it's currently active and controlled by the Coast Guard, and it's on lease to the American Lighthouse Foundation. It was listed on the National Register of Historic Places in March of 1988. So um, here is a, some information from the Coast Guard website. President James Madison authorized the building of Boone Island Lighthouse during the War of 1812. A new lighthouse tower was erected near the old tower in 1855, consisting of a gray granite conical tower 133 feet above the water, 6.2 nautical miles off the coast of Maine. As Boone Island is a very flat piece of land, well surrounded by ledges, the tower appears at times to be springing up from the sea from a submerged ledge, especially when low clouds are flying. One of the most isolated stations off the main coast, it is also one of the most dangerous. One story is told of how the keepers were once marooned on the island for several weeks because of storms and rough weather. Their food supplies were low and starvation seemed to be staring them in the face. Just at the point of desperation, a bo boat appeared and they signaled for help. The keeper's message in a bottle was picked up by the passing schooner which hove to and anchored until the sea went down. Then the crew packed some food in a mackerel barrel and set it afloat. It drifted right into a little cove on the island, and then the sea caught it and bounced it up the well of the bank, out of the way of the surf. Um, the hunger of the keepers was appeased until they were able to go ashore and get supplies at the village of York, which is uh, pretty cool. So the spookiest and most tragic tale of the Boone Lighthouse, uh, Boone Island Lighthouse, um, revolves around a woman named Kathleen Bright. So in the mid-1800s, Kathleen became the wife of the lighthouse keeper, and she re relocated to the lighthouse with her new husband shortly after her wedding. Um, but after that, he got very ill, and his wife looked after him tire tirelessly, even when a terrifying storm struck the, uh, the island. But he passed away while the storm raged on. So in her state of shock, Kathleen climbed the 168 steps in the lighthouse, almost nine stops for five days to tend the light. During this time, she didn't eat and hardly slept. On the sixth day, the light was dead. Locals hurried to the island to investigate and found her wandering around aimlessly. She was starved, exhausted, and out of her mind with grief. Which is uh, pretty sad. There's another version that states that the keeper drowned after he fell from the rocks while trying to tie a boat up, uh, trying to tie up one of the island's boats, and Kathleen pulled him out of the water and dragged him all the way back to the lighthouse, where she left his lifeless body at the bottom of the staircase. She proceeded to tend the light for five days without eating or sleeping, and when locals found her on the sixth day, she was sitting on the bottom step, holding her husband's dead body. She was taken away to be cared for by the locals, but she died shortly afterwards. So her... No, she did not. <laughs> Good for her. So, the spirit of Kathleen Bright has supposedly been seen by a lot of local fishermen and lighthouse visitors. They report to see a white apparition of a sad young woman, which is, uh, again, pretty sad. Um, many have reported hearing a terrible wail coming from the lighthouse at night during stormy weather. Hey, not, like, not everyone is a born singer. Why would whales be different? It's, <laughs> not, it's like a scream. <laughs> Uh, obviously, but what if people don't? What if they don't know? People who are listening, I'm just trying. Anyways, um, so a, a Coast Guard lighthouse keeper stated that his dog 
chased a mysterious invisible entity all around the small island. And this is the bug. Maybe. <laughs> and another two lighthouse keepers were shaken up when they saw the light come on inside the lighthouse when they were both outside and no one else was on the island. That's that is, yeah. But also, I mean, anything like that that ever happens, like, pick them up. Even if it's just a fucking rifle, I'm like... Yeah. Yeah, they just do that sometimes. That's how literally anytime something happens, I'm like, I don't know shit about shit. That is, there's probably a reason why I'm like, I'm mind my business now. <laughs> yeah. So those are three when just moved and it moved. It made the door it made the open, yeah. but like slide open and we yeah, it scared it. me. Stop! It's creepy. It is. Why are like lighthouses inherently creepy? Is it the isolation? Probably. What is? There's so many. There's so many stories of lighthouses. Yeah. Because. Because they're fucking it's like, scary. It's like a, I think it's also also if they the fail, ocean. a lot of people die because like, of it. And it's also a fear of the ocean because yeah. that shit's terrifying. Their job is literally self isolation. That's their job. There's a lot of components that make it. Maybe not so much scary. And I'm sure like the the people who do it are more prone to maybe being okay with being alone for a long periods of time, but at a certain point, you just like need other people. Oh, yeah. Yeah, no, climbing up the steps to tend the light. Yeah. And, oh, yeah, oh, I bet your your calves and thighs look great, though. I hate to see it. Yeah. Honestly, oh, if someone could write a cute, like, novel about gay lighthouse keepers, and they go there to be gay with each other, and then they end up Crazy dude, that's what I meant earlier no. when I was like, dude, these two dudes, it's gonna be erotic somehow. Yeah. It's hard not to be erotic. It's hard not to be erotic, yes. That is how we will end this Amen. episode. Amen. Um, so, Especially when you're hot, like me. Corn, <laughs> uh, what are you doing? Get out of that box! I like when she stands on her back feet to the world. It's so cute. Um, just the protein. It's just as uh, what, what's next week? Next week is M is for mine disasters. Oh, uh, are... M is for Mancy. I was gonna say M is for Macy. Everyone who has been killed by Macy, Macy or oh, who yeah, has killed. Yes, yes. yes. Great concept. It's just about the Macy. We should do that. We should do that for the next. Parade. For the next G. Yeah. G's for Gwen. Yeah. Do Gwen really difficult? Oh, yeah. That'll be a little difficult. I was gonna say they'll be like rare. Yeah, we could do Virginia. this episode you can follow us on twitter at az underscore podcast or you can visit our facebook page a to z podcast or you can email us at azpodcasting at gmail.com also we're available on a lot more platforms now visit our anchor page to see just where you can listen to us thank you so much for listening and we hope y'all have a great day